Well, welcome to it. I want everyone listening to this podcast, this episode, to savor it, soak it in, because you're part of history here, folks. You're part of the first ever McClellan and Birdwell Agenda podcast. Birdwell, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. I'm Birdwell. He's Birdwell. I'm McClellan. And we are here to save the world, so to speak. Or at least talk about how we think it should be done. But anyway, just a little background on us. We've been good friends for a while. Known each other since, what, what fourth grade or so. And we're here just to talk, you know. We... Wait, what do you got for us, Birdwell? Birdwell, Birdwell, at the current moment is on on his computer. He is he is he is deep in research. What are we looking up, Birdwell? He gave birth. He breastfed. (laughs) His son to see him as a man. Okay. So, all right. Let's just dive right into it. So, there's a there's something. This is something that Birdwell is very passionate about. Look at this. Man, quote-unquote. Very, very feminine. I wish this was an audio only so we could show the show um, the viewers this. A CNN tweet posting an article about a transgender man oh who gave God. birth to a child. <laughs> it was not warmly received by many on social media. I'm reading off of theblaze.com, and I'm not 100% sure. I'm, uh, I'm not uh, familiar with this website, but this seems like an interesting headline. And, you know, I love bashing CNN. So, we can start there. This is something that Birdwell is very passionate about. Yeah, so CNN tweeted it and captioned it, he gave birth, he breastfed, now he wants his son to see him as a man. That's disgusting. A little a little, a little background, you know, Bir- Birdwell, you probably... Oh, and it's tagged for Father's Day. How, how long would you say you've, you've been doing research into the, you know, LGBTQ plus, you know... That's a, that's a good question. ...studies? I, uh, see, I started, um... Uh, well, it was probably closer to the latter, uh, latter half of middle school, around 7th, 8th grade, coming in tonight. I did a research paper for uh, our, Engl- our freshman English teacher. Oh, Palagi, last year? Yeah. Oh. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't get a good grade on it. And I was a little upset I didn't get a good grade <laughs> on it, okay? Because I was very knowledgeable on the subject at the time, and um, it was frustrating because really I got a bad grade due to lack of citations... So ticky tack stuff, mechanics, stuff, you know, mechanics. But the content was there, and I specifically did the. It was a uh, uh, what argumentative essay, and so I, I specifically did it on um, is is transgenderism uh, biological or psychological. In other words, are you born transgender or is it a choice you make? Right. It's a very interesting topic to the, to dive into, and um, I think now there's actually a study that proves it's. Uh, Psychological, it's a choice. Right. However, no transgender would tell you it's a choice. Right. But I started diving into it a while ago, and now it's the whole LGBTQQIAAP community. Plus. Really? Can, can, can you list off, like, what all those stand for? I mean, you know, we got lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. What's, what's, what's the other ones? You got queer. Um, well, it's, it's weird because they will include um, multiple letters uh, that are the same, and it's not exactly clear what the difference are in them. For example, there's two Qs, queer and questioning. I don't know what the difference is. Um, we, we, we need, you know, for, for our first guest, we need to get a transgender expert on this. 
Some, someone that can really, that can really uh, get, explain to us. Because, you know, it's just like the other night. You know, because we were, the other night, me and Birdwell, we were uh, eating dinner with uh, two, of our, two of our very good friends, Javon and Morgan. And anyway, we got, got on this topic again. Because mo- anytime you put me and Birdwell together in the same room, same, you know, dinner table, same, you know, what may you eat. This is always Birdwell's go-to. This is his go-to conversation starter. So anyway, you know, we were talking about this the other night at dinner, and it was real interesting. I looked up online, uh, like, a list of all the genders, or you, you, what may you, because apparently, how, how many are there now, Birdwell? It depends on who you ask. Uh, 36, 48, 54, 4,000 well, plus. Like, 7.6 well, billion even. Well, a, a, as a base, like, what would most uh, transgender <laughs> activists tell you? Roughly 36. 36, so... I think would be a solid number, but they would say gender's a spectrum. Right, so, so yeah. So, but anyway, I looked up, you know, list of genders and just, like, I went to the first website I came on and... See if you can find that bird well. Uh, you know, like, look up, where is your... Signal not working on the computer. Hang on. Yeah, he, he, he's working here, folks. Just give I'm, give him a second. I'm trying to clearly define what queer means. Because <laughs> questioning means they, they don't know their identity sexually. Isn't queer, like, can't that be used as another phrase for gay? Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is why it kind of throws me off that they have to include gay and queer. Yeah. Like, what would the difference be? But, but anyway, so I looked up online, uh, you know, a list of... A list of genders and here try, try and find that for me bird ball because it was it was very it, it, i would i don't know if interesting is the word i'm looking for but it was bizarre uh to say the least um here we'll just if you just search it in uh, abcnews.go.com has a list of 58 gender options for facebook users right seriously god damn it facebook zuckerberg um the following are the 58 gender options identified by ABC News. Agender, androgen, androgen androgynous, bigender, cis, cisgender, cisfemale, cismale, cisman, cisman. See, that's, that bothers me, okay? It, you, bo- it bothers him. Uh, first of all, cis is a prefix for cisgender, so saying cis is different than cisgender is just inaccurate. Cis <laughs> is the same thing. I mean, it's like saying, you know, you're homo and homosexual are two different things. Right. Okay. Uh, cis is the opposite of homosexual. So if you're cisgender, you're you are what you uh, what you were signed at birth. I put quotations around that. So so, um, so, then, so me and you are cisgender. Yes. Okay. However, again, with that, they include cis female, cis male, cis man, and cis woman as four more genders. Um, cis wait, cis male, cis female, cis how are how are male and female and or man and male. They're and, not different. And female and That's woman. That's my point. So, okay, I just just listen to this real quick. There's a okay. So it says it's a list of fifty eight, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven right here. I'm about to list off that are all synonymous: cis, cisgender, cis female, cis male, cis man, cis woman, cisgender female, cisgender male, cisgender man, cisgender woman. Well, now that's just all redundant. Like, what's the point that's of that? Completely redundant. All you need is cisgender, and if you want to further distinguish a cis male and a cis woman then go for it you know and, oh and by the way just for anyone listening quick public service announcement if like you hear any like background noise 
you know that uh so we're just recording from my house right so you might hear like some paws coming around or something like that that's probably just my dog you know we're we're, we're trying to keep a quiet house for you here but you know it, uh, we're amateurs at this we're we're working on it this is the first time doing this so just work with us here and you know j- just so, stick with us let me let me continue down this list real quick i th- um, i think that's a different list from mine cuz like my oh you can find plenty of different lists but yeah my my one, list was like the like a scroll like, right well this one is, this list it says 58 and as we can tell they're all pretty redundant if we continue on the list there's female to male which i would assume is a transgender um, and FTM, which is literally the acronym for female to male. So those are word for word the same thing. I don't know why they're listed as two separate <laughs> There's gender fluid, which, I mean, as it is, your gender is fluid. You can switch on a whim what your gender is. Right. Uh, gender nonconforming, you don't identify with the gender. Uh, I don't know how that's possible, but it is. Or gender questioning, you're not sure what your gender is. I guess, is. I guess, I guess the what, what was it? Gender forming, you don't nonconforming. It, it, nonconforming, I guess that's your your own gender. Mm-hmm. I get, I get, I guess in a in a, in a in a weird way that doesn't actually make sense. That could make sense. And then there's gender variant, which is similar, but I guess could have a different meaning. And gender queer, which just sounds like gay to me. So, um, the next one is intersex. Intersex really interesting. I could talk for hours about intersex alone. Uh, but for the sake of getting through this list real quick, we're going to keep going. The next two... Are, are we going through all of them? I mean, it gets real repetitive. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think we, that's necessary. But no, anyway, hang on, hang on. This okay, is where it gets good. Okay, here, it's where it gets good. Here. They have the male to female and the MTF listed uh, redundantly again. And then they have neither neutrocious, non-binary, or other, all synonymous... There's pansgender, which is like every gender, and then there's trans, trans, trans female, trans female, trans male, trans male, trans man, trans man, trans person, trans person, trans woman, trans woman, trans feminine, transgender, transgender female, transgender male, transgender man, transgender person, transgender woman, trans masculine, transsexual, transsexual female, transsexual male. The list goes on. And this and this, is, this is mainstream news, right? This is this is ABC, this is ABC news. So they make a list of 58 genders, all of which are redundant. I don't know why. It, it, I don't understand how you... I mean, if anything, they would, you could pull out maybe you know, about 10 of those that aren't redundant. So, so, so like, uh, what's your... Because you know, you're the one that's real passionate about this. You know, I'm kind of... You know, I, I'm interested in it, but I'm not... I, it, does, it doesn't ruffle my feathers, tumble my dice, burst my bubble. Rain on your parade. Rain, rain on my parade, uh, tum, uh, tumbles my dice, rolls, rolls my dice. Birdbell's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of metaphors for, you know, pissing them off. But anyway, you know, like, like let, let us know, Birdbell, you know, what, why is this so unhealthy? Why is this so bad? Well, uh, quite honestly, it, um, them being how they are, them being the LGBTs, yes. being gay or trans or whatever it may be, their simple state of being isn't what bothers me. It's um, what bothers me is when it starts to, you know, interfere with uh, my personal life. How so? Um, like my rights, for example. If you take uh, Jordan Peterson, for example, oh. one of my life. You, you'll, you'll hear a lot about Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Stephen Crowder. That's just a short list. You'll hear a lot about them on this um, podcast. He surfaced, a uh, clinical psychologist from the uh, University of Toronto, Canada, surfaced in 2015 when he was debating uh, the, um, uh, the laws that forced uh, p- 
people to use the gender pronoun that was preferred by a transgender. Um, and he brings up an excellent point that uh, that's just a violation of our free speech in the sense that um, they're, they're creating new pronouns for themselves, like Zim and Zer. Uh, and they were, I believe the law states that if you don't use the correct pronoun, you can be fined, and if you refuse to pay the fine, you can be arrested. I may be wrong on that. But it's really interesting. That's in Canada, uh, Toronto right now. Um, and that's just one example. Um, but you hear the you hear the examples of, you know, the the bakery or the flowers, you know. A gay couple comes in and uh, uh, they don't want to sell to them because they don't support them and, and then, you know, they get upset because they won't sell me their products or whatever and so that becomes into a huge lawsuit or whatever. Right. Uh, and so it's 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 when their beliefs and their, their lifestyle start interfering with my lifestyle directly right. that I really start to, you know, I, I have to worry about it. Right. You know, when it starts becoming a law, um, that, that's why it bothers me. That's really... I mean, it's scientifically, it's a very interesting thing to study. Um, but other than that, it, it worries me. And not only that, the, um, their, the LGBT community, the liberals, if you will, um, and I don't want to say they're synonymous. Not all liberals part of the LGBT and not all LGBTs are liberals, but right. I mean, they're, you know, um, as a general party... There's, a, there's outliers for every statistic. Uh, oh, that's my favorite. Right <laughs> outliers for every statistic. Um, I don't even know where I was going. Yeah, as a general, their entire propaganda is to rec- is recruitment, especially of the, of the younger people. Semantics. Yeah, so they're trying to uh, really take over the youth of America with their, with their you know, liberal ideas of, you know... Their agenda. Extravagant freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and whatnot, you know. Um, and so it worries me that, you know, just the youth of this nation is really going to face face some... Because we're, we're the first generation that's sort mm-hmm. of been exposed to this mm-hmm. kind... To these semantics that you talk about. Uh, leftist semantics is just ridiculous. That's, now, now you know, for, for me to kind of give my take on this, you know, I agree with you, Burbo, you know, this is... This is something that I believe is psychologically unhealthy. You know, I I think it's a it's a very it's an unhealthy thing to do to deny fact, really. You know, because I you know me and me and Burbo could get into the talk about truth. We're not going to do it right now, but you know, there it, well, it, it's a fact. Truth and fact. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a discussion for you know another day or maybe if you're done talking about this we'll talk about this later but you know for now my my whole thing is this is this is something that's psychologically unhealthy to it's uh, it's unhealthy to deny a concrete fact you you know i i you know i'm a man you know that that's something that i can't really deny it's you know the sky's blue you know gravity exists um you know the, these these are just you know life facts science facts that you can't deny, and it becomes really unhealthy, not only when people are doing this, but usually when people do go berserk like this and start believing in all these crazy things, usually it's our job as a society to, you know, de- decipher and determine what is true and what's not true, and the the, you know, it's like what we were talking about the other day. My like the worst part about all this for me 
is that this is something that is, you know, being accepted. And it's becoming, you know, people are trying to make it scientific. And it it's becoming something that is getting way too out of hand. You know, because 10, 15 years ago, you talk about something like this, people would say... You know, all that's you know that's a bunch of malarkey that doesn't really make any well, sense. But but now now it's becoming more common. It's becoming more accepted and by the scientific community, and that that's something that shouldn't shouldn't be happening. We should we should know better. And right, and like um, the the frequency of it is definitely growing. For instance, I think I read something. I think in twenty twelve, like three point five percent of the U.S. population identified within the LGBT community. And by 2016, it was up to like 4.1%. So by that number, we would be probably sitting at about uh, just around 5%, you know, today in 2018. Um, but yeah, again, no, that's the, that's uh, their whole, you know, recruitment phase, you know. And uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me, one, how you can even think you're transgender. I won't ever understand it. I've heard many accounts of people, um, and they all say they were born into the wrong body, you know. And then you ask them, well, when did, when did you know that you were in the wrong body and how did you know? And they go, and it's just the, the common scenario. Well, I, I grew up and I was different than all my peers, you know. I think, I, I think it all comes from a place of, uh, of self-consciousness and perhaps, you know, you know, past traumas maybe and wanting to start fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is societal influence. Um, so if you, if you go to a, a public school that openly condones, um, you know, gays or transgenders, then not only are you just going to be, uh, you know, not persecuted, but you also may even be influenced if you have gay friends or transgender friends. And if you, you know, everyone knows it's, it's a proven fact. You, you, you start to kind of, I don't want to say turn into, but you develop, uh, you know, characteristics like the people you hang out with mm-hmm. you know you you and your best friends are often similar in many of your manner, mannerisms and what y'all do and do not like right um and there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with being friends with someone gay with someone gay or transgender or you know any of the any of that but it's it's something to put into account when it comes to societal influence it also depends on um you know who your parents are if your parents like my parents um you know they uh, were a Christian family, and so it's like all of our all of our morals are based off of you know this Christian worldview, and it 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 never occurred to us that we we would be transgender, right? And so it's never been really taught the idea. The idea has never entered our minds, really. Right. Um, but to some people, you know, depending on their background, it may be taught like, hey, this is possible. You know, it can be done, and you know, this could be you. You know, so don't dismiss it too soon, you know. And it's, I mean, that's just the the sad reality. But what I don't understand is how a a transgender ever really knows they're trans. Because we hear, you, I mean, we have plenty of, you know, uh, guy friends that are feminine and male friends that are masculine. Right. You know, but that's just because, you know, people have different traits and, you know, not everyone's the same. Yeah. So how how they determine like well I was, you know I, I may be female but I was supposed to be male because you know I enjoy doing this and this you know I that didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. You know that's all. You know the you know you talk about it societal, uh, kind of stereotypes of men and women. 
you know, there there might be a guy that may be more feminine, you know, maybe you know maybe gay, you know, there may be all are these sorts of certain certain quirks, you know, some of these traits that personality traits that you may share with women. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change your biology, your genetics. These are all facts that, I mean, you don't have to accept, but you mm-hmm. should accept. It's unhealthy to not accept. And, and, and speaking of accepting, it's it's a harsh reality. Uh, I You won't ever be able to really change your sex. If you take um, Bruce Jenner, for example, uh, he now has... He he went through the surgery, so he has a female part below the waist. Mm-hmm. Um, he has breasts, but um, he will he doesn't have a womb. He won't ever be able to have a baby. Yeah. Um, and he won't he won't be able to produce breast milk. Um, and he's not capable of having a menstrual cycle. So he may identify as female. He his body may even look female, but his chromosomes are the same. Is he like they legally, always have been the same? Is he legally recognized as a female, or how does that work? Like. I mean, did um, are, are you that's a very sure? good. That's a very good question. I'm not actually sure about that. Um, I mean, what what do you think? I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about this, but like, what do you think's the end game here? You know, where do you where do you think this is headed? You know, do you think I I think sooner or later it's just going to be accepted as a social norm, and it's weird how like you know it's. I don't know how to say, but I just think it's going to become a social norm because it's it's being seen more and more often. But not only is it being seen more and more often, but it's it's being forcefully accepted. You know, I mean, not necessarily forcefully, but you know, there is it, there's it, repercussions to pay if you don't accept it. Th- there's a leftist agenda, definitely something that Ben Shapiro talks about all the time. The leftist agenda. Mainstream news, you know, you see CNN talking about it all the time. It's definitely becoming something that's being pushed, but, you know, there's still a great deal of backlash. And, you know, I hope, you know, I, I don't, you know, they're, they're human beings at the end of the day, too. So it's not like they should be persecuted. It's not like they should be ridiculed. You know, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with questioning their uh, ways of thinking. You know, I think that's absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, they're people too, and they should, um, you know, they shouldn't experience any, any level of discrimination or persecution. But now, something that is really interesting that we talk about that really, you know, a couple, you know, it's been in the news for probably you know two years or so now. The whole bathroom issue, you know, that's something that's really. I interesting. did. I did in our world history freshman year. You were in my world history class. Remember, we annoyed Canifax every morning with our. <laughs> With our long if conversations. <laughs> um, but I did a presentation on the transgender bathroom uh, issue. And, um, you know, it's interesting because there's really three solutions to it. Uh, either one, you make, the, you make the transgenders use the bathroom they were assigned to at birth based off the sex they were assigned at birth. You let them choose what bathroom they want to use based off of what gender they choose they are. Um, or three, you create a separate bathroom for them, a, quote, transgender bathroom, which is actually around it's referred to as a family bathroom you know any yeah. any age any sex can go into you know but the problem is i mean the you know they don't they don't they don't like that well none of the three are really suitable for one party or the other the the first being uh you let them use the one they want you know well that's great for them but you know you got to take into account the the majority of 
civilians that aren't transgender and how that makes them yeah most most dads most dads out there you know would yeah yeah they would agree they don't want you know they don't want their you know eight-year-old daughter going to the restroom and seeing you know a 40-year-old man you know whip his whip his piece out and then of course if you if you tell them you know they have to use the one they were assigned to at birth well then it's like you know you're violating their rights you're not letting them be who they want to be that's not who they are and if you create a third bathroom for them well uh, they see it as you telling them you're not good. You're not even normal enough to use a normal bathroom. You got to use your own bathroom. So you know? none of the three quite options honestly, are good. That's the truth. You're not normal enough to use a real bathroom because you think you're what you're not. Right. You know. Um, but uh, but in their eyes, they are normal. This is who they are. Which, like I said, that's that that's not true. No matter how much you you know, no matter all the hormone therapy, all the estrogen you take. You know all all the, all the sort of treatments you you know go through to make yourself female or make yourself male. At the end of the day, that's not going to change your genetics, your chromosomes, and you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a shitty situation that n- none of the three options. Th- there's there's not an option that works out for all three parties. Mm-hmm. But now, like my personal opinion on this is, a- as you kind of said, Birdball, you know. Let them let them live how they want as long as it doesn't infringe upon your rights. Now, I don't really think that transgenders are, you know, a serious menace. I don't think, you know, most of these people are pretty harmless, you know, barring, you know, the, the, the awful circumstances where, you know, there's a man that goes into a woman's restroom and tries to, you know, molest little girls. You know, you, you hear about, you know, occasionally about something like that, and that's awful, and those things shouldn't happen. But for the most part, most of these people... Relatively harmless, and mm-hmm. you know they just they 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 want to just a lifestyle they want to yeah they want to they want to live in this fantasy right which you know that that's fine we're in America we have freedom of expression freedom of speech you know that's fine but you know LGBT issues I don't think they're something that are a major problem in today's world when you consider everything else that's going on. Uh, but fundamentally, societally speaking, this is something that I feel like if you have, you know, a society fully of transgenders, that's, you know, that's an unhealthy state. And we're far from that. But it it does seem to be the the trend and it's on the up and up. And I just wish people would kind of so kind of ex- accept. Yeah. You know, just ex- you know, be smart and recognize that. You know, these are human beings, but at the end of the day, it's a fact that they are not male, they are not female, they are who they were at birth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I am I am sympathetic in a sense. It's, it's a shame that they really are this confused, you know, transgender used to be considered uh, gender confusion, but I think they got insulted by that name, so it got switched to, I think it's now gender dysphoria. Um, but it, it really is a... It's it's sad. Um, I don't know how you can be so confused like that, um, but I mean it's happened, right? Um, uh, but if we can, please go back to the the man I said at the or the woman at the beginning. Um, he gave he gave birth. He breastfed. Now he wants his son <laughs> to see him as a man. It's really interesting, um, McCullen. If you look at this picture here, you can see uh, the scars he has. Um, right on his nipple line, really, from where uh, she actually got her breast removed. And if you keep reading... Um, Poor kid. Yeah. Uh, she, her name is... Uh, the man who I... 
the woman who identifies as a man is named Sebastian Sparks, uh, who gave birth to a, a, a baby boy. Um, Sebastian is 24, um, and he, he's a transgender man who lives with his wife, Angel, in Atlanta. Um, Wait, so he gave birth to this son? Well, he gave birth to he his He was a woman, he gave birth. Yes, because he was assigned female at birth. Um, he began tra- transitioning, it says, five years ago, which um, would have been in 2013. Angel is his wife, born male, transitioned female. Wait, so they just switched the roles around? Yeah, basically. Um, so, I would hate me. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they... I got it. With this, with this scenario, I have an interesting question, McClellan. Well, what, what's the question? What do you have um, One of the biggest problems with gay marriage... Um, and have children growing up with gay parents, whether man and man, woman and woman, is that there are certain gender roles, and I mean we can. It's a uh, totally uh, different. It's a totally different topic talking about gender roles. Open the whole new door but, to a whole new. But there are a whole new. And we won't. We won't spectrum. Di- we don't. We won't dive into what the gender roles are. Okay, but there's there's a whole bunch of gender roles, and that's why the, as I believe, um, the best household. Is has a a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, I, I'd to, say so. to respectfully fit their gender roles and do what they're uh, made to do. And the other, the other's roles complements what the other cannot do. Okay, so the question I I ask here is: Yes, they're both transgender in this scenario, but since they're transgender, yet they're still identifying one as a man, one as a woman. Do you think? They would be able to uphold the gender roles. No, because accurately? no, I I don't think so because I, I think that any any trans person is either emotionally or psychologically disturbed on some level. You know, they have some sort of I wouldn't say that you know they're men, uh-huh. mental. I mean, maybe you call it mentally ill, but I think just both of them are there. There's some, there's something not clicking there that I think. That's just an unhealthy environment for the the kid to grow up in. You know, it's I I definitely wouldn't say that's as good as you know your typical man and woman, uh, father, uh, husband and wife scenario for a kid. You know that that would confuse the hell out of me if I was that little boy. And you know, it's like <laughs> my dad gave birth to me and my mom. you, you know th- that just poses all sorts of. All sorts of weird implications that I, I I have a hard time wrapping my mind around too because you know I do live in you know this bubble in a sense where I've rarely been exposed to this to this kind of lifestyle and I you know I am thankful for that I am thankful that I've grown up in you know a good household with two loving parents you know I, I have a sister and you know I live in this I I was raised in a very good environment and I'm thankful for that um, but. No, I do not think that that is a healthy environment for that kid. Um, I don't think it's a healthy environment. Um, I don't think, and I don't really think it's healthier than any other environment. I mean, but you know, I, I, the it's interesting here. They said they were married in 2016 and Angel, the wife of the relationship, um, is this the one? She, that, is, did she give birth or did she? Was, Angel. Was, Angel was the man. Angel so it's was, interesting because they did conceive. Uh, in the conventional way, um, 
which is why Sebastian... Were they both trans before? No. Well, here's the thing. They were trans... They identified as transgender. They hadn't undergone the surgery. So Sebastian still had his original female parts, and Angel still had her original male parts. So it's interesting. They kind of, if you will... This is so if you will, they had, They had... Um, they conceived as a straight couple... But their gender roles were reversed. Yeah, so they, Sebastian, the they just, man they, in the relationship, ended up uh, giving birth. Um, but it's interesting. They said that who who carried the children, who carried their child, was not a decision that was taken lightly, as it says here on what? CNN. Okay. Oh, oh my god, that's so. It's it's a little twisty, right? Um, uh, a little. Oh, it, it it's 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 a it's a tasty pickle. I'll say. Um. They did. They did miscarry, I think, once it says. But again, I'm gonna I'm gonna restate the question one more time, and we can elaborate on it. I just they they switched gender roles, um, so they now, still have a a quote man of the family and a woman of the family. Now here's a more interesting so, question. Yeah. What what think about this, bird? Well, this is a good food for thought. So you know we have these situations where there are kids who are adopted by gay lesbian couples. You know, mm-hmm. who have trans parents. You know, there are all sorts of these different scenarios. But at the end of the day, the, you know, they still have two loving uh, people that take care of them, two loving legal guardians. Right. Now, here's an interesting question. Is that more healthy for a, ki- for a kid to grow up with than, you know, say someone who's a child of divorce and grows up with, you know, multiple marriages, multiple divorces, you know, the parents hating each other. But, so I- they, but, they, but their parents are both, you know, heterosexual you know, traditional cisgender people. That's a very good question. It's hard to really say which would be better or worse. Um, with gay parents, you're right. Uh, they're they're going to be very loving of their child. You know, any gay couple that agrees and goes through with um, adopting uh, or in any way having a child, you're right. It's a big decision for them. They're going to love their child no matter what. Um, the only problem is, you know, whether being both male or both female, there's going to be some type of gender role that they cannot fill. And with that, the child is going to lack either a feminine role, a, a female or male role model in their life, which hopefully, best case scenario, they could get some type of role, role model from maybe a coach at school, a teacher, or any other type of mentor they may see on a somewhat regular basis. Um, in answer to your question, though, uh, that's a real good question, actually. I don't know how to, how you would compare that, um, because obviously, the two well, different children, all the, time. the children in two different in those two different scenarios would, you know, they'd each grow up with their own problems, but they're kind of different problems. You know, you know it, it's a good it's a good question to pose. What's more, you know, emotionally psychologically disturbing? You know, having two parents that, you know, two heterosexual cisgender parents that are divorced and hate each other, or having you know, two gay parents that you know love each other and love you and provide a you know a comforting environment for you as a kid you know uh you know i guess that's kind of a good question you know what would be better for you in the long run of course we can't really answer those questions you know no we don't really have you know we're we're both angle of perspective yeah you know we're yeah we're 16 and 17 year old kids that are you know just talking shit on you know uh an iphone but you know these are good questions to ask and they're important questions to ask because too often you see the uh the conversation just avoided which that's especially unhealthy you know this is something that should be talked about it's something mm-hmm. that should be looked at and you know it's not because too often you you know you talk about the left bird well and you talk about how like 
what's the word I'm looking for? They just avoid the argument altogether by saying, you know, you're being bigoted or you're being racist by, you know, questioning oh, them. You they, know, you, you know, know they're, they, they're right they play no matter the victim what. Card. Right. Uh, you know, and they, you're right. They do avoid the argument altogether and they just say by, since, you know, you're not accepting them is just, you know, you being ignorant and rude. Uh, and so they don't even go into the argument because they discredit you entirely because they, they see you as rude. You know, and I mean, you can't, it is possible and it actually happens uh, rather often. Um, you know, people will come off rude or will deliberately be rude when telling, you know, uh, when arguing against, you know, a trans or whatnot. Um, but, you know, and that's a problem. You know, like I said earlier, I'm sympathetic for them. I don't think we should be uh, rude or inconsiderate to them but I'm definitely not going to agree with them right you know and I definitely I'm not going to tell them I agree with them right um so I mean it's it's a difficult situation <sighs> you know I mean I mean any any final thoughts on this before you know either move on to the next topic or you know I mean f- final statements I mean there's much more to be said but it is what it is. Um, you you, I, you I wish you could do. You wish you could do more to shed light on it. To... I wish I could do more. The 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 fact of the matter is, um, you know, gay people will never be able to fully fulfill their roles um, within a relationship, uh, and transgender people, neither will they. They really, um, and even probably less than them because they aren't really. They don't have. There's something wrong with their with their their brain, psyche. Their, their psyche, and it's. And I don't mean for that to sound insulting, though. That's gonna come off really insulting. But there's, I mean, there's just something wrong with that, and it's it's not gonna, it's not gonna bode well for them. This couple, for instance, Angel and Sebastian. <laughs> um, Angel, and their Sebastian. poor child. I feel. I don't know how you. The thing is, I, we feel sorry for their child, but I don't know if their child's really going to feel well, sorry Well, yeah, it, it, it's himself. a young child. You know, this is going to be something that but he's going to grow be, up with. But the thing is, he's not going to necessarily know he's suffering it because he doesn't really know what it's like to not suffer it. Right. You know? Well, so and that's, that's gonna, a tragic reality you experience in all sorts of childhoods growing up. You know, it. Even even if you do have heterosexual parents, you know... There, there's no such thing as perfect parents out there. Parents make mistakes, you know. It, I, 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 you know, not speaking from personal experience, but you know, from, from everything I've heard from you know every parent alive, they talk about how difficult it is raising a child, and you know, no matter how hard you try, you know, you're gonna make mistakes, and so it, these these are you know these, these are good questions. You know, it is having two loving gay parents better than having you know two heterosexual cisgender parents that hate each other these are all good questions but it's important it's important to talk about it uh you know even even at the risk of sounding offensive or whatnot because that that, that's that's probably you know one of our biggest societal problems today birdwell is just plain ignorance not wanting to talk about something because it's hard or Mm -hmm. come off as Mm -hmm. offensive Mm -hmm. which that's not Mm -hmm. how you make progress no we're making very little progress with that but i you know, kind of the problem with that, though, is even when it is talked about, it is offensive. And when it is offensive, you know, it becomes a hate crime. And even by talking about it, how little we do talk about it, it's 
I don't say little because it's talked about little, but it could be talked about a whole lot more. It, it could it, be, it could be talked about from you um, know a broader from a broader perspective you know, than and just of the narrow. And people are you know and politics is an interesting game you know, but people are very sometimes very safe you know, especially when it's being projected publicly on what they say, how they say it, and so many people, you know, they they won't come out and just you know say what needs to be said. Um, for their own reputation, you know, and so there's, there's, I mean, I listen to plenty of people like, uh, Steven Crowder, who has a very, you know, comical, uh, YouTube channel, he, he, I mean, I agree with just about everything he says for the most part, you know, love the guy, um, but maybe, he, maybe, he maybe is, one day we can have him on this is, podcast. He is more so offensive than some, than most people, but that's because he, you know, he doesn't hold back, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't leave any, you know, cushion room. You know, he doesn't sugarcoat anything at all. Right. You know, because when you start sugarcoating stuff, that's when it just gets really hard. The point gets I mean, lost. The point gets lost. Um, and, it, and it's, I mean, that's... And, that, and that, that's, that's probably our, one of our biggest problems in politics today. Uh, society, what may you, you know, international relations, you know, sugarcoating, not getting to the point, miscommunication. You know, we hear we hear our coaches talk about it all the time. You know, communicate. Oh, no. You know, miscommunication details. But yeah, you know, and but even within the small society, such as like our athletic teams, one of the biggest problem is arrogance. No one wants to admit they're wrong. So even when you are telling them they're wrong, even when you are being insulting, they don't care to really think and evaluate. You know, the content you're telling them, they just immediately go to you know rebuttal. Right. And you know disagree, and you know that's an arrogance problem. Yeah, it's it's a humility problem. It's uh, it's it's all sorts of things. And, you know, and it takes a special type of person, or you know, a, a, a disciplined just, type of person. I'm just as guilty of it in some scenarios. Yeah, so it, it really takes. Yeah, you know, I'm definitely guilty of it. You know, it just about everyone is, and, and it takes a real. You know, can you think of anyone like that that just is humble and is willing to admit when they're wrong and is willing to accept uh, criticism or anything like that? I mean, I mean, there's not many. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and so that's what takes a really – it takes a really special type of person to be able to do that. And, you know, I think that's something that anyone and everyone, you know, should take and, you know, try to work on because, you know, humans love to be arrogant and think they have it all figured out, but we don't. You know, we're 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 imperfect people, and we need to realize that we don't have all the answers. And that's that's how – that's how people grow. That's how people, you know, evolve, so to speak, is through that self, through that self-evaluating and self-improvement. And that's something really important that, you know, anybody should be able to take away. But uh, so, you know, got it, got anything else, Birdwell? I mean, I, I think I, I mean, think we we did we did a pretty good job today. One one closing statement or question, really. And- it doesn't have to be answered. It can be almost rhetorical if you wish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, leave, leave, the, leave, leave the listeners with one final, one I, final question. I am. Uh, I'm told over and over that uh, I'm pessimistic or cynical, <laughs> and I would agree. I am, um, and part of that's because I have no hope or very little hope um, in the future of our country and the world. I don't think we're making. I, much I, I'm a little different. I, you know, I, I well. You I've know, been trying to be more optimistic. I don't think we're making much progress. I think all we can do at this point is really slow the bleeding down, you know, stop the bleeding for a little bit, but I don't think we're ever really going to fully heal. Um, 
there will be times where, you know, we make progress, but I think we're always going to take bigger steps backwards than we do forward. Um, and so my question is, what do you suggest we do, you know, to delay the inevitable? If you what, what, what are you going to do about it? You know, what's, what's, I mean, we're talking about it, you know, but we, well, can we, we can really... talk about the, you know, th- that's for me and you too. You know, what are, what are we going to do to make the world a better place? Well, that's, that's the question. Right. So that's what we leave you with. We, uh, you know, we hope to be back to you soon. You know, we're going to try and, you know, get this uploaded to whatever platforms we can. You know, we are, we are ultra amateurs with this. So we're working on it. And, you know, if you are listening to this, if you found a way to listen to this, thank you. And you may be the only one. (laughs) Yeah, you may be the only one out there. But, you know, if we could affect one other person's, you know, day, week, life, you know, what may you with this? You know, it was worth it. You know, this is something we've been talking about. You know, while while we are doing this podcast, I'd like to give a special shout out to someone who's definitely not listening, but someone who inspired me to do this, Joe Rogan. If anybody listen, <laughs> if anybody, if anybody, you know, listens to the Joe Rogan experience or know who Joe Rogan is, he, you know, he's an announcer for the UFC. He's you know, a famous podcaster. He gets like millions of uploads. Um, He's a comedian. He, you know, he he's a great guy, and he's he was someone who inspired me to do this. Yeah, he's someone who inspired me to do this, and and you know, Birdwell, you got got any special shout outs? Uh, no, I would just like to pray for the child who is being raised by Sebastian and Angel. Yeah, yeah, that's my closing remark. That's your closing remark. Well, hopefully we can be back to you within the next week or so. Hopefully with a guest. We'll see how this happens. See how we can get this uploaded. But uh, till the meantime. For anyone listening, till our paths shall cross again, you are all gentlemen or ladies and scholars. And uh, Birdwell, I, I wish the same to you. Till our paths shall cross again. Till our paths shall cross again. You are a gentleman and a scholar. As to you. A pleasure as per usual. And good night and good hope and don't die.